and welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community. On A Court of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around God's word to advance Christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community. My name is Ron Young, former headmaster at Providence Academy and founder of the Palatine Institute. And I'm Allison Tuttle, a wife and mother and the director of the Palatine Institute. Through our conversations, we look forward to sharing fellowship, knowledge, and practical wisdom for his glory here on A Court of Three Strands podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome back to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Today is the second episode of season six, and we are discussing the Ten Commandments in this season. So today's focus is on the first commandment, which is, you shall have no other gods before me. Ron? Yes. Get us started. All right. So as I said uh, last episode, we're, we're kind of going through the Westminster Shorter Catechism on the commandments that'll help us understand not only are there um, uh, positive uh, requirements, uh, there's also f- uh, things forbidden. So things forbidden, things required in each of these commandments. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to help us to to see the, the bigger picture of what Christian morality is, what our our duty to to God is in in in, in obeying these things. So um, so here we are at um, the, f- the first commandment, um, but, but there's this preface to the first command um, or to the commandments in general. Mm-hmm. And we should go over these because this helps set up nicely the f- first yep. command. So, Allison, what is the preface to the Ten Commandments? The preface to the Ten Commandments is in these words, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. What does the preface to the Ten Commandments teach us? The preface to the Ten Commandments teaches that because God is the Lord and our God and Redeemer, therefore we are bound to keep all his commandments. Okay, so this is, I mean, this, this is great. So God took his, the people out of Egypt, out of their slavery to Pharaoh um, in Egypt and brought them out so that he could be their God and they could be their people. Mm-hmm. And so because he is their God um, and that he is Lord and that he is their redeemer, they are bound to keep these things, mm-hmm. right? And so it's, it's part of this covenant that God made with them, the stipulations of the covenant, right? So, so that's what covenant making is, right? They're, they're joining this, a contract, you might say, in which God is going to be their God and they're going to be his people. And there's, there are stipulations to that. And that's the stipulations are obedience to him mm-hmm. as found in these 10 commandments. Right. Yep. So um, we're in the new covenant. Yes. Right? We're in the new covenant. Is anything different in here? I mean, it's maybe an expansion of what has come before. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one of the things is, is that he is still our God. 
Yes. He is still um, uh, the Lord and he is, um, he is our redeemer. Mm -hmm. So I am a, I am not Jewish. My, my forefathers were not brought out of Egypt. Mine neither. Yours neither. No. No. Um, my, my forefathers were in Northern Europe somewhere, barbarians, mm-hmm. uh, pagans, um, sacrificing the false gods, uh, human sacrifices, you name it. And then some missionaries had come up and preached the gospel. And at some point in my lineage, um, People came in, they were redeemed from their sin and their slavery to sin, um, their bondage to Satan himself through the Redeemer. Mm-hmm. And this Redeemer was Jesus Christ. Yes. So we're brought in to, to this covenant through the blood of Jesus. So I am not a physical descendant of Abraham. I am a spiritual descendant of him in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so there is this expectation i mean still the new covenant still says god yahweh is my god and i am part of his people mm-hmm. in fact we we see this in the um uh the same language used in the old covenant in the in in exodus deuteronomy talking about a peculiar people a kingdom of priests and stuff we see that used in the new testament to describe christians mm-hmm. it's it's still that that thing but but this redeeming act of Jesus on the cross, um, we, we still understand we're bound to God by that Redeemer. Mm-hmm. And so we are obliged then to obey and keep these commandments. And as we said in episode one, it's not in order to be his people, but it's because we're his people. Yeah, because of. Yeah. yeah. To, and to use a, a, a familial um, image. Um, you know, I've, um, I, growing up in my household as a child, I obeyed my dad because I was his son. Right. I didn't, I didn't obey him in order to become his son. Mm-hmm. I was his son. And this is what youngs do. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. In the same way, um, God, our father through his son, Jesus Christ has redeemed us and we've become part of his family. And so we're obeying these commandments because that's who we are. Mm-hmm. We're his people. We're his family. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not trying to become his child. We are his child and this is how we're supposed to act. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know, kids don't do great doing that all the time. <laughs> but there should be a family resemblance, right? There should be. Yeah. Okay. So, here we go. Which is the first commandment? The first commandment is thou shalt have no other gods before me. Yeah. What is required in the first commandment? The first commandment requireth us to know and acknowledge God to be the only true God and our God and to worship and glorify him accordingly. Yes. I stop there for just a second. (laughs) We'll go into what's forbidden later, but the commandment requires his people to know and acknowledge God as the only God and to worship and glorify him accordingly. So there's a requirement for us to know him and to acknowledge him. Mm -hmm. Right. So in, in the United States of America, um, you know, this is, this is one of those interesting things is that um, before we became a nation, 
uh, and you had the, uh, the the pilgrims and you had the Puritans coming and Massachusetts Bay Colony, you know, way back then. Um, they they started schools. And the reason they wanted to start schools is so that their children could read God's word. Yes. And they also had this crazy idea that if you can't think well, you shouldn't read God's word. They started teaching them logic. Mm-hmm. Right. The reason they taught them logic is so they could read and understand what God's word is teaching them. This is the whole purpose of school early on was so that their children can know God and acknowledge him as the one true God and worship and glorify him accordingly. Because if they couldn't read scripture and they couldn't think through that, it would be, they would be at the whim of whoever was in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Now, that sounds really crazy, but look at where we're at now. I think you could make an argument that, Education still has the goal of training children to worship a certain, at least, group of ideas. Yes. So you have to just assess which group of ideas that is. Yeah. The the point is, is that public education in the United States of America was about primarily um, an education that led people to know God. And yeah. who he was. So here's uh, D- Douglas Wilson's famous for talking about the fact that, um, you know, there used to be, it, it used to be not just that there were prayers in school, there used to be catechisms in school. Mm-hmm. Um, the Catholics began to, to start their own schools because they understood public schools were Protestant schools because mm-hmm. the catech, it was an argument over the catechisms, right? The, the, the public schools in America used Protestant catechisms and the Catholics wanted their own catechisms, and so they started their own school system. Mm-hmm. And now there aren't catechisms. There aren't no. There are no Bible readings. There's no prayer. There's no nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it is the duty we have then, as as people to now there is only one God, and and He requires us to know Him, to acknowledge that He's the only God, and um, and to. Uh, worship and glorify him accordingly. So if we're going to have a Christian culture, this would be a good place to start. Yeah. There aren't multiple gods out there. There's the true God. And then there are false gods. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a, there's the doctrines of God found in scripture. And there are the doctrines of demons Mm -hmm. that, and that's it. Right. Yeah. So um, it, it, it appears to me there's, there's education isn't neutral. Right. We're either being teaching our kids to acknowledge God, to know God, to know how to worship him and how to glorify him or. The other option. The other option. Yeah. Yeah. And then the question is, how do we do this in our own life? Are we, are we continuing to pursue knowing God? Or are we just content to receive his blessings? Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I find it interesting. Um, you know, here, here the, you know, I'm, I'm 56 just to make it known that I'm not a young guy. <laughs> I'm not old either. Maybe. I don't know. No, you're not. I'm not old. Nah. Um, I'm not a young guy. And, uh, and I, I've seen our culture. 
I've, I've seen how things have been going for quite some time. And I find it interesting that as long as um, Christians have had some sort of personal peace and affluence, they were fine with everything going on. Mm -hmm. it, it seems that our, uh, we become, we've become upset because the, our personal peace and affluence is being threatened, mm -hmm. which will happen with, with an immoral society. I mean, yeah. it's just, yep. it's, it's all going to go downhill. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's what became, it wasn't the, um, no longer acknowledging God in, in anything in our civic sphere. It, it wasn't, um, you know, you even legally being able to kill children. It, it wasn't, mm -hmm. you, you name it. It's, it's not what, what's, what becomes the wake up call is, is it going to hurt my personal peace and influence? Yeah. And then I get this from Francis Schaefer. He was talking about this in the late seventies mm -hmm. for crying out loud. I mean, he's been, he, he had been trying to wake the church up yeah. back in the late seventies and early eighties. And here it is in the year of our Lord, 2023. And I, it feels like it, for, for, for the most part, the church is still uh, slumbering. Yep. Like, what are we doing? So the options seem to be, Allison, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems there's, there's, group, there's groups of people who are zealous for the Lord who, who seem to be spending a lot of time waiting for a rapture. Yeah. Right? That's, that's what their, their hope seems to be in. Um, and, then, and then there are others who are just kind of, um, I don't know, oblivious to how dangerous things are. Yeah. They're not preparing their children for war. Right. And by war, I'm saying spiritual warfare. Yeah. That's not, it's, it's more like how, how do we make our kids uh, such a way that they can go along to get along and hopefully they can obtain some sort of peace and affluence also. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it drives me nuts. Yeah. Let's start with the first commandment. We're required to know and acknowledge God to be the only God. He's our God and worship and glorify him accordingly. Mm -hmm. Where's the zealousness to pursue God, not just his blessings. So seek to, how do we worship him rightly? Mm -hmm. Not how worship feels, but what does it, what does it mean to worship him rightly? What does God require what is, of us? What does he want? Yeah. Right, that would be a good question, right? Yeah. What does he want? If he is our God, we should, right? The scriptures principally teach us what we're to believe concerning him and what duties he requires. Mm -hmm. Let's look in scripture. How should we worship and glorify him? Mm -hmm. Let's be zealous for this. Right. Because worship is actually more for him than for us. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, it, it becomes, it's for him. And then we receive and, all sorts of stuff. Yes. But when we try to make worship about us, then we're unsatisfied. Right. And we'll just complain about it. Mm -hmm. Although I complain about it too. Let's be honest. All right. Let's look at the, the, the next part. What is forbidden in the first commandment? The first commandment forbids the denying or not worshiping and glorifying the true God as God and our God and the giving of that worship and glory to any other, which is due to him alone. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not just that we're too 
worship and give glory, you know, or to glorify him. It's that we're, we're forbidden to do that to any other thing mm -hmm. that, that it belong, belongs to him. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we see in our world that there is this worshiping of all sorts of things, personalities, people, sports, money, fame, entertainment, um, you know, my personal space and time, you know, just ourselves, ourselves. Yeah. All, all the thing. And, and we're not to do that. It's we're that's forbidden. Mm -hmm. God is, God is the God and we are to worship and glorify him as the true God and our God. Um, so it's, it's interesting how many times I've talked to people and um, who say that they're a Christian. Are they, oh, where do you go to church? Well, uh, I'm kind of looking. Oh, how long have you been looking? Has it been more than three weeks? <laughs> you're, yeah. you're not looking very hard. Like what, what's the, you know, what is the number one? This is, so this is the number one commandment, mm -hmm. right? All the other commandments are going to flow from this. The fact that this is the one true God he is our God and we're required to acknowledge him and him alone and obey. So if this is the pinnacle of all of it, if it, everything flows from this, then wh what do you mean you're not going to church? Mm -hmm. what, what do you mean you're looking it, it, haphazard? Like, do you really know God? The answer is no. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you really knew God and loved him, you, you, what's going to prevent you from going to church? Like right. nothing's going to prevent you from going to church. Oh, you're traveling. What do you do? Is well, I got to make sure I'm Don't right. I, I do on vacation. Like, yep. where are we going to be? Where are we going to be around on Sunday? Is there a good church we can go to? Mm -hmm. Right. It's it's just a well. I'm on vacation. What? There's no more Lord's Day. Right. Sure. Oh well. <laughs> Well, if you're on vacation, then no, it's the Lord's day. It's literally his day yep. and we're required to go worship him. Right. So what, what is, what, what are we about? I mean, this should be a wake up call to us all, right? Mm -hmm. Is he our Lord or not? Or is he just some God that we try to use like a genie to assure that we have blessings or if something goes bad, we call on him, or, you know, like he's some sort of servant of ours. Mm -hmm. No, he is our Lord. He is our king and he has requirements of us. He has duties for us. And those are the things that we need to do. And we don't take vacation from it. We don't take vacation. You can't. Right. Right. It's actually, this is a tangential related comment, but it is a really sweet thing to fellowship with saints from other places. It is. It's like, there's almost nothing like it. Yes. Yeah. My, my kids always beg me if one thing, dad, we don't know any of these people. We, Please don't be the last people to leave because we have I'll that. be, I'll be honest. It happens. We, that happens at our house too, or yeah. not at our house, but with our family, yeah. but it's fun. It's fun to get to know people who love God in new cities and hear what he's doing. Yes. In their lives. Yeah. Yes. How is it that you can be at a place you don't know any of these people and you're making new friends, making new friends. That's exactly right. All right. Now question 48. What are we specially taught by these words? 
before me in the first commandment. These words before me in the first commandment teach us that God who seeth all things takes notice of and is much displeased with the sin of having any other God. That would be a God-like comfort, a God-like yourself, Mm -hmm. a God-like, you know, anything, right? Mm -hmm. He is, he is, he sees all things. And and I think this is, friends, I think this is, this is part of the problem is this God that we worship is a kind God. And sometimes we mistake his kindness, right? For some sort of like him not caring. Apathy. For apathy. Yeah. Like, God doesn't need my worship, so why should I go there? Well, yeah, he doesn't need your worship, but you need to worship him. Yeah. Right? So he he is our he we're doing this before him. He sees everything. Everything. And when we come before him in judgment, all things will be laid out. Mm-hmm. All of it. It's kind of scary, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, if you think of, I, I think of in, in, in my lifetime, I think one of the great saints of my lifetime has been Billy Graham. Great man of God um, from all accounts, his integrity, his desire to preach God's word, to see people come to faith in him. Um, ecumenical, like he wasn't, like he's just a great man, mm-hmm. right? Just a, a great man. And I remember a, a, a special, I think it was Barbara Walters or 60 Minutes and all the young people are going, Ooh. but anyway, um, we, he was asked like, you know, he's towards his end of his life and, you know, are you, you know, what are you hoping? And, and he says, uh, he's longing to hear, um, welcome, good and faithful servant. Yeah. And Barbara Walters going, well, Surely, right? You're Billy Graham. Mm. And he's like, I hope so. I don't know. And, and just, you know, that 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 makes me pause. Like this is this is something that's going to happen. Yeah. Right? It's going to it could happen today. It could happen you know, a lot at some point we're going to meet our creator face to face. This God who is um <laughs> it as I put it before me, right? He's, he is, we're before him, Mm -hmm. that God who sees all things, we're going to have to have an account. And I hope, and I hope that we all long to hear that welcome, good and faithful servant enter into joy today rather than depart from me. I never knew you. Mm -hmm. That might be a good thing to end on. Um, Folks in the audience, I, what will he say to you? Do you really know God? He requires you to know him. He requires you to know him and acknowledge him as God and glorify him as such. So you could hear those words too. Um, If you're zealous for his commands, if you're zealous for him and acknowledging him, it's a pretty good indicator that you know him. Mm -hmm. If you just avoid him, if you're just, you, you know, God is someone that you bring up in out of your own convenience or in the, just in the time of trial. Maybe you should, uh, you should go to church this Sunday and get right with. Me. All right. 
Till next time. Yeah. 